Welcome back into the Restore Liberty Podcast with George and Ray, our special guest, Barbara Hall-Waddell. And we got much more here in segment two and looking at the local breakdown of how things went in the state races. Okay, so if we uh, focus in on Hamilton County, on the statewide versions, so in Hamilton County, Mike DeWine won by 61%. You think, oh my God, all the Republicans endorsed DeWine. No, 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 no. What happened there is all of the Democrats in, in Hamilton County endorsed Mike DeWine. In Hamilton County... Uh, I've never seen people in such lockstep. If you work the Democrat precincts on the inside, it is amazing how uh, controlled these people are. They will do exactly what they are told to do. They vote the entire blue ticket no matter what. They're very disciplined and been taught how to vote Democrat. So Hamilton County has a lot of that. Therefore, Mike DeWine, instead of getting his you know, 34% got 61 in, in Hamilton County. Uh, I think that just showed how many Democrats crossed over to vote in that election. Well, another interesting race was Warren Davidson versus his opponent, who shall remain nameless. Uh, that guy actually won Hamilton County. Yeah, I was, I was going to be in there. So Warren Davidson, who is an outstanding uh, House of Representatives, yes. representative for Ohio, second only to Jim Jordan, if if even that, I mean, these two guys are really similar. He's brilliant. He lost 45 to 54, 46 to 54 in, in Hamilton County to a guy who is to the left of Mike DeWine. I mean, this guy does nothing but whine about the Republicans and then ran as a Republican. I don't understand that one at all. It, it, I guess he has no name ID down here. Uh, how, much, how big a uh, part of Hamilton uh, County did does warren have he inherited shabbat's west side so he's got green township Colerain township uh miami township uh, so what they did now is the senate district what used to be senate one which is uh steve Shab- steve shabbat had all of the west side of cincinnati uh, right. of cincinnati all of hamilton county's west side and then all of warren county well in the debacle that is the redistricting maps we still don't have them for any of the state regions so that's still in no man's land but in the uh, federal one steve shabbat still has all of warren county but now he has almost all of the city of cincinnati right which meant then they had to move the the western townships over to somebody else and so now what used to be just butler and north of butler for warren davidson goes all the way down to the ohio river Mm -hmm. so he has all of the west half of of the Hamilton County now goes to Warren. I wonder what the turnout was in, in the West Side precincts. The twenty-two percent. Okay. So we were pretty high. I, I only know that because I stood in the rain the whole day, <laughs> and then then it turned into the Sahara Desert, and I got my bald head burnt. So it was a crazy day. But yeah, I was surprised. Even in my, in my precinct, when I'm standing outside handing out stuff, uh, he lost to Phil Heimley. Uh, the, the guy that made nameless. Don't choke on that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Uh, clearly, we've got some work to do to get some name ID out there for Warren Davidson. He's well, and you also brought right? up another interesting fact, and that is the fact that Steve Shabbat's now got to worry about trying to win against a hard leftist in the city of Cincinnati. Yeah, Greg Landsman is not a friend of any and voter. They're going to bring in their mules. So, on the other know. side, you mean? I, yeah, I don't. I don't feel good about the Shabbat thing because he Warren County is where he's got to get it. He doesn't know where Warren County is. He's going to have to find it. His opponent is left of AOC, by the way. Unbelievable. So we've he used got to work some, for Pelosi. 
the news there, folks, is we need you big time in November to try and help out what's going on in the U.S. House of Representatives. We cannot lose that because then we're going to be stuck with four, two more years of, you know, 10% inflation and other ridiculous things. So the Senate race kind of broke down almost the same. Uh, it didn't look like the Democrats had much of a say, although Dolan got second place in Hamilton County instead of Mandel. Uh, clearly, he was helped by the few Democrats that did vote that third name. Um, Secretary of State broke down almost the same. So locally, we pretty much mirrored everything except in the governor's race where it was really obvious we had a lot of crossover. The main story that came out of the primary um, – so there's this little race that we've talked about before called the County Central Committee, also known as precinct execs. County Central Committee is the representative from a precinct downtown to the Hamilton County Party. So basically, in my district, there's 500 Republicans and, and a few more independents. So there's that's the entire voter base you have for this, right? So these races tend to be decided by who knocks on the most doors and who shows up on Election Day, right? This year, uh, there were a lot of conservatives that were running for county central committee. All of us had opponents this time, which is not new. I know the first time I ran back in 2010, I think it was, um, Dieter's secretary ran against me for that. But nobody sent out anything. She didn't go door to door, obviously. She was just doing what her boss told her to do. This race, however, each one of us received six mailers for our opponent. The Republican Party sent out six mailers on behalf of all of their establishment candidates. I have the goods, people. So if you go to the website, I will be posting all six of these brochures. The only thing that changed was the name and the picture on the brochure. So they literally spent, conservatively, $5,000 per precinct to make sure conservatives did not get on a central committee. I do not understand that. They... So I, I, I always take this back to what happened in 2010. In 2010, we were welcomed with open arms as new conservatives in the form of Tea Party were welcomed to run for these offices. We did have opponents, but it was no big deal. Like I said, you know, I'll take on Dieter's secretary. Who cares? The, it was not a big deal. And when we got down there, you know, we were sort of welcomed until they, as Ray likes to say, tried to influence us. This time around, they don't even want to risk that. They just want us out. I can't believe the money spent. And, and the kicker here is I just said how much we need um, to go door-to-door for Warren Davidson and Steve Shabbat in November. The Republicans don't do that. The grassroots people do that. And now you've just sent out a message loud and clear that you are not welcome. I mean, Barbara, you were saying the same thing. It just seems like they're doing everything they can to keep – the grassroots people from getting involved. Yes, I would really like to have a Republican Party that's a, uh, a I don't want to say necessarily a big tent because it's not that it would be uh, open to anything and everything goes. However, I think when you have patriotic Americans willing to work hard and put in their, their time and their treasure towards uh, winning these races for the incumbents up the ticket, it, it really was a slap in the face this time that, that is still stinging across this county because I think uh, the, the message is loud and clear that um, the local party would rather defeat us in the primary than worry about defeating Democrats in the fall. Really? I mean, that $5,000 per precinct would really be well spent to get judges in there. 
I mean, exactly. that's like we lost in 12 and in 18 or 2020 and in 2018, losing all those judgeships. Wouldn't they love to have five grand per precinct to spend on six mailers? I mean, holy cow. And it'd be nice to take back some of these state house, uh, you know, that we've given up over the recent years. I'm really tired, George and, and Ray. I'm tired of hearing the, the excuse that demographics are changing. I mean, when you believe in the principles of uh, the America First agenda, uh, that's that crosses demographics, and I just I just am so tired that this party does not represent the America First agenda. As far as I'm concerned, what I have seen is they're just concerned about holding on to power uh, and and letting down the taxpayers too. I agree. I mean, um, I didn't find out until the Friday before the election, so literally four days before the election is when I saw the first flyer against me. And that's because my wife always throws those in the garbage can before I see them. We got one Friday, we got one Saturday. And so Sunday night, I'm sitting there designing signs and handouts. And luckily I have a friendly printer that could print up signs for me. So like I said, I stood out in the rain. I know of at least three other candidates that did the exact same three, exact same thing. But in Hamilton County, as far as I know, I'm the only guy that won the race. Everybody else was defeated by the mailers. Everyone else. (laughs) Unbelievable. So we've got to find a way. If they truly don't want us, um, it's not going to go well for Warren Davidson and and Steve Shabbat, for sure. And locally, it's going to go straight down the tubes. There's no chance for any Republican running. Not that there's much in Hamilton County anyway, but when you alienate your entire door-to-door workforce, that just seems ludicrously self-destructive they don't care about you and uh they want to keep their power and they're aligned with this dewine group and i told you about all these agents and all these jobs why don't you two drop out of that uh state central committee race and go and tell them that you're going to support whoever they want and get you one of these jobs (laughs) if i was in it for the money that would be interesting but but (laughs) Here's the my second question. side of this, I'd never be able to do it. I have a question, Ray. How much power can they hold on to as long as they keep losing elections? Well, uh, you just saw. They they spent money to keep people that, that uh, in the committee that will keep voting them in. But they lost the courthouse. Hey, they're going to lose lost it. The- they're going to lose everything. Uh, you, but you, there's no power in losing. Well, right. it doesn't <laughs> matter. There's no principles uh, with these people. It's what's going to have to happen. Unfortunately, uh, I worked for an engineering manager once that his philosophy on stuff like this was to let it totally fail and then come in with a solution. To try and slow down the failure is, a, is a, in his opinion, was not the way to win the, win the war. And, of course, I, I can't do that. I, I will fight to the bitter end, and if you put me in a corner, it's going to get ugly. So, I mean, I, that's what it feels like is happening right now is if, if they don't realize that they have no chance of winning without – you know, their most loyal allies. I mean, they ran a guy against Max Black, who's been on a couple of our podcasts. Max is a young guy, super energetic, really go-getter. He would have knocked on every single door in his precinct multiple times in November to get out the vote. The guy that he ran and won with the Flyers is an incumbent, used to be a judge. He's definitely establishment. And he's bragging about winning. Oh, I'm going to be back and be a precinct exec for the first time in years. What the heck? You just killed a young guy that was going to go door to door for you. I don't think you're ever going to do that. It just seems totally self-destructive. 
I'm not in race camp yet that all is lost. I think we can still recover. The, the, the problem is we need leverage. And how do you get the leverage? Well, you either get it by knocking them out of office or by proving they need you to get into office. And that's going to well, be the tough one. Well, you know, there our numbers are big. And I think Barb's right when she says, you know, look, uh, the America First crosses the lines. And so there's more of us than there are of them. But our problem always has been, George, there's only one Barb, one Ray, and one George. People who go all the way, uh, you know, take all the slings and arrows, and the rest just don't line up. It's either because they're busy or they don't know. So I'm, I'm hoping, share this news around. We need, we need the help. Go to Restore Liberty. We'll have the links to the different candidates. There's a candidates page there now. There's a donate button. We could certainly use any and all help you can give us. Uh, to, to try and get this news out. I, I don't think all is lost, uh, especially when you look at what happened in Virginia. I think when you alienate the parents with all of the comprehensive sex education, critical race theory, telling kids that, that you know, because you're white, you're an oppressor kind of stuff. When you wake up the, the, fair, the families and the parents, I think we have a chance. But the problem is we need the Republicans working with us to, to bring out that well, that the, vote and that uh, that purpose. The Virginia thing, is, uh, just think about it. The Republicans aren't in control of Virginia. So as the underdogs, they fought hard and got it in. We're not going to get somebody like, look, they just, they the people just put a tyrant back in there. They fought hard together. That's the big, that's the big difference. Yeah. There's your big difference. Right. And they, yes. and they proved their point. We, we're not going to prove a point with somebody like that Virginia guy in Ohio. Unless... We were somehow successful. In any other year, there's no way DeWine wins this race. I just don't understand. After the guy totally destroyed the state with his COVID and Amy oh, Acton no. and all that stuff, it they, was just crazy. They, they put that farmer in the race, and he's got 40,000 employees. Come on. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk about a race that has not happened yet because, of course, we don't have maps yet in Ohio. <laughs> so we still have a chance there, but it's going, to, it's going to be an uphill fight. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Reminder to listen to previous podcasts in this series. Just go to your favorite podcast provider, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, many others. Be sure to sign up for information at info at restoreliberty.us, and you can always leave feedback as well at 513-458-32. Segment three of three coming up next is the Restore Liberty Podcast with George and Ray. <laughs> 